Hello, incredible people. Welcome to another episode of the Success Revolution podcast. This is episode 191 and it is titled Three Lessons on the Journey to Following My Fulfillment. So I am a 3-5 sacral generator and that line three is my conscious profile and I'm going to tell you right now that my line three in human design is all about lived experience. It's all about realness, rawness, vulnerability, and messiness. Like my job as a line three is to go forth and experiment with things and then report back. So today's episode, I am going to tell you about my own personal experiment and the lessons, the three major lessons that I have learned from focusing on following my fulfillment, from burning down my multiple six-figure business in November 2020 and choosing to follow my fulfillment all the way. So let's get real, let's get raw, and let's get a little bit messy in this episode. Welcome to the Success Revolution podcast with Gemma Bernard. So as I said at the beginning of this episode, um, you know, I'm a line three. So I know that what people want to hear from me is my own lived experience. Like it's one thing to hear me kind of talk about, you know, uh, you know, the pillars of success, of fulfilling success and talk about what you need to do. But you guys, you guys want to hear what my experience has been like and I want to share it. So let's get into that today because my hope for you is that and here's the thing, like my lessons are designed to help shortcut the process for you so that you don't have to go through the messiness that I have to go through day in, day out as I experiment with all of the different things that I experiment on my own personal journey to fulfillment. So I want to cover off today on, you know, three of the top lessons that I've learned over the last couple of years. So before I do that, just to give you a little bit of a background, I started my coaching. I've been an entrepreneur for over 15 years, okay? So I've been at this game for a long time. I've had a bricks and mortar business before, and I've had a couple of online businesses. But this business that I've been in now, I started in March, the coaching business. I started in March of 2019 when I launched my one-to-one coaching. I've had the podcast for a number of months before that, but I really went all in on March 2019. And um, I was very determined, very committed to growing this business and growing it quickly. And I did that really through chasing money. And so I really wanted to have my first year in business to be a six-figure year. I wanted to make $100,000 or more. And I'm happy to say I hit that goal, okay? Um, so I did $120,000 in my first 12 months of, um, of business. And then I went on the next year to do multiple um, six figures, but I got to the end of 2020 and to be honest with you, I was exhausted and I was also really deeply unfulfilled. I was well and truly out of integrity with who I was, like me, who I was being, okay? Um, like the truth of me, I'd lost myself a lot um, and I had done that. My experience was that I, I really had... I had given all my power away to an incredible mentor that I was working with who, you know, was amazing at what she did. She helped me immensely. She helped me create the exact success that I wanted to create. But I did that through really copying her. 
using her words, her voice, trying to be her, create her business model, all those things. And it just didn't fit with me because I'm not her, which makes sense. So it's no surprise that at the end of 2020, I was, you know, left really feeling very depleted. I was depleted. I was working a lot. My business wasn't really necessarily supporting the lifestyle that I had. I had young kids at the time, you know, back then my twins were like four, um, you know, it was, it was, it was tough and I was, it was very unfulfilled mainly because I just lost myself. Um, and it was, a, it was a tough time at that point too. Like I didn't really know what I was going to do. I didn't really know how it was going to work out, but here's one thing I did know for sure. It's one thing I knew for sure. I just knew that I had to find, I knew I had to find my joy, like my deepest satisfaction and fulfillment in myself, outside of business. And then I knew I had to build a business around that. Okay. So just over two years later, and I'm going to tell you lots of transformational work, lots of inner work, lots of healing, lots of trial and error, lots of experimenting with different strategies in my business. You know, I've really come to three powerful lessons that I just really take with me. I really take with me as I move forward um, in my business, in in creating, you know, fulfilling success because it's still my number one priority. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be really candid with you here. I'm going to be really candid with you. Um, you know, this is one of the biggest challenges. It really is because... I know I have had a lot of conditioning around success and business. You know, my dad was a partner at a very successful law firm and I really saw a lot of what he had to sacrifice within himself for that level of success. And that's a lot of conditioning um, that's, you know, really been put onto me. And so there's had to be lots of work done on this and it's a, it's a continuing journey. I want to tell you, but these three lessons are almost like principles now that I'm really living by. Okay. I'm really, really living by. Okay. So here is lesson number one. <laughs> Don't let this deter you either, by the way, but this is not an quote unquote easy path. All right. I'm so honest with you. 2020 me plugging into someone else's business model, strategy, um, everything like the, who they were, that's fuck. That's easy. That's, that's kind of, it's easy. There is, does not mean there isn't a price to pay, but that is kind of easy. All right. Working out who you are and building a business that supports that is actually one of the most challenging things you could do. Okay. So there isn't an easy path. Um, there's no such thing as an easy path. So don't try to seek an easy path because there are paths and then there are your stories about the path. So I would say like, we've got to change our stories first and then, you know, the path will be clear for us, but it's, it's not, you know, it's not kind of easy. And, you know, when, if I'm talking to my clients about this concept of easy, easy is absolutely a story anyway. Like I say, there are just paths. It's neutral. The path that you choose to go down, um, you know, it's just neutral. It's the stories that you have around it that actually need to be addressed, that need to be changed, that need to be shifted. So don't try and seek easy paths. 
There is a lot of marketing in the online space, particularly about the concept of easy business, effortless business, hustle free, all of that stuff. And I get it, but I'm going to tell you they're marketing tactics. Okay. They are selling to that part of you that just wants to be comfortable. (laughs) They're selling to that part of you that just wants you know, to really just have everything come easy to us. And that doesn't mean we also have to make things hard. We just have to understand that easy and hard are interpretations. And that's been honestly two years down in this path. That's been such a big lesson for me that continues to keep teaching me as well. You know, no path, we can very easily get into this stage of like, oh, I need it to be easy. I need it to be easy. And I even just had a call with one of my um, groups before. And I just, you know, we talked about this in the context of fear. And one of the things that I said is like, we don't need things to be easy. Like we can do hard things. What we need to do is we need to change our story around easy and hard. We need to change our interpretation and the meaning we make that. Um, we're capable. We're so capable. This isn't about being strong and pushing through, you know, because sometimes pushing through is the easiest, air quote, the easiest thing to do because we're conditioned to just do that. Sometimes resting and taking space and time is a really hard thing to do. But, you know, as I said, there is no easy path. And, you know, to follow your fulfillment, this is why this is important is you are, I say to all my clients, I can't, all my clients that come to work with me, you are not plugging into a strategy with me. Like we've got to find your path. We've got to find your version of fulfilling success. And that is going to take some trial and error for a lot of people because fulfillment is a lived experience. It's not something that you just you know, from the sidelines, you just look at and go, oh, that could be fulfilling. It's not until you're in it and you're experiencing it and you're living and you're breathing that in your business, you know, you're doing the work, you're showing up in your business and you're like, it's not until then. I'm doing work with a client at the moment, really getting clear on a marketing strategy that works for her. And here's the thing, we don't know, like, is this going to be fulfilling for her? Who knows? She's got to go out and execute it. And then we've got to tweak it and evolve it as we go. That's how it works. There's no place for perfectionism in following your fulfillment in business, in building a fulfilling business. There is no space for perfectionism. There is space for progress, for experimentation, um, for pivoting, all of that. You've got to be flexible in business. But what I wanted to say with this one is there's no such thing as an easy path. So don't try to seek it. Also, don't hear me hear me say that and think, oh, it's always going to be hard. It's You're missing the point. If you're hearing that from me, you are missing the point. As I said, there are paths and then there are your stories about the path. Change the story and then the path, you will be able to assess whether that path is one you want to follow or not. But don't seek out easiness, okay, because there is no such thing. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two, this is a big build for sustainability. Man, you have got like, I'm going to tell you right now, fulfillment is a long term 
strategy. Because some of the changes my clients and I as well, we have to make to build for fulfillment, to follow our fulfillment in the short term aren't necessarily fulfilling. They aren't necessarily fulfilling. Okay. Sometimes they are really uncomfortable. Sometimes they're even air quote hard. Sometimes we don't like them. Sometimes in the moment it can feel like the discomfort we feel in our body is not fulfilling, but over the long term, it is. Okay. So you've got to build for sustainability. And here's the thing. You have got to build for sustainability first in your nervous system. Because if you don't build for sustainability in your nervous system, you will always have a very short-term knee-jerk reactionary position in your business. And that is unhealthy because you are constantly just reacting to what's going on in your business instead of building based on your vision. If your nervous system is not regulated or not massaged, okay, and taken care of and nurtured, what will happen is you will constantly be building your business based on your existing circumstances and not on the vision that you are building towards. If you don't understand what I'm talking about when I talk about imagination and vision, go back to episode 189, 189 before this one, when I talk about the six core areas you must focus on to build fulfilling success. And I talk about the importance of imagination and your vision. It is everything. You cannot create on circumstance. If you create on circumstance, which is if you, you have a nervous system that cannot cope, and every time you know a client falls off or your income dips in a month, instead of continuing on a trajectory upward and you get triggered in your nervous system, you get triggered and into fear and anxiety as a result of that. And you then, because what happens is when our nervous system is in that pattern and we are triggered like that, what happens is instead of being able to analyze the problem from a very logical place, we get into the emotion of it. And instead of trying to fix any problem that might, or even assess if there's a problem in the first place, because there might not be a problem. It might just be what's going on as your business pivots. Things have to shift and make space. Okay. What happens is we try and fix the feeling and say, I don't want to feel this discomfort. So I've got to stop feeling this. I've got to stop doing this thing that makes me feel uncomfortable. Whereas that could be exactly the thing that needs to be done. Okay. A sustainable and flexible nervous system will always create a sustainable and flexible business. And I'm going to tell you right now, more money in the bank, more clients on the books, okay, isn't going to create a healthy nervous system. A healthy nervous system, however, will create more money in the bank, more clients, more efficient teams, all of those things. Nervous system has to take priority. You've got to build for the long term and your nervous system I don't want to go into too much detail in this episode. I will talk about it in another episode. It's not about always being regulated because your nervous system is like a muscle, expands and contracts. There needs to be flex in it. So it's about having a healthy nervous system that can actually go into and out of a balanced state. Okay. It can regulate and district go in and out of balanced states. Okay. In a healthy way. All right. So you've got to build for sustainability. Okay. The final lesson for me is you've got to build your business on your zone of fulfillment. Again, caveat, this takes time. So refer to lesson two that I just spoke about, which is building a nervous system because it's all about sustainability. We're not building for short term. Okay. 
only, I should say. There is short-term focus. This is, look, this is nuanced. You know, it depends. Like, for example, I've got a client that's come, that I'm working with right now who's, who is, you know, very much in the like building stage of her business. And so we do have a little bit of a short-term focus, but it's done through the lens of the long-term vision. Okay. But build a business on your zone of fulfillment. All right. And so what is your zone of fulfillment? Okay. There's like your zone of competence, which is what you can do, like the things that you can actually competent you can do. Okay. And even your zone of genius, which is like things you're excellent at, like you're excellent at, you're like really amazing and incredible, maybe in the top of your field. And then there's your zone of fulfillment. And that is what you absolutely hand on your heart, love, love, love to do. Like you feel expanded when you're doing that. That's your zone of fulfillment. Build a business that supports you to spend as much time as possible doing that work. And I'm going to like, seriously, honestly, you get one shot at this lifetime. You really do. I'm going to just keep it really simple. Don't spend it half-assing your work. Like don't spend it like, oh, I can do this. Like I'm good at this. Now, again, this is nuanced depending on what stage of business at, depending what team you've got. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Maybe there are things that have to be done that you don't love. All right. There's place for that. Okay, cool. You've got to do those things. All right. Remember, there isn't an easy path. Sometimes shit just got to get done. But you've got to keep, like every time you start to look at, okay, like if I spend more time in my zone of fulfillment, my aura expands. When my aura is very expansive, I'm very magnetic and I start pulling in the things that I love, okay? And then you will be making more money, which you can then invest into outsourcing the things that you don't love. And it goes like that, okay? Or build systems, automate the things that you don't love, okay? There's ways to do that. All right. Now, as I said, sometimes you're going to have to do this. It's not all, it's not, it just isn't. Sometimes there's shit you're going to have to do. You just don't love. But what you want to do is have a foundation. You want to build. Remember I said, this is a lot, this is long. Like this takes time. Building a business on your zone of fulfillment takes time. Even if you've built a, you know, very mature business, but you find yourself very in, like deeply, intensely doing a lot of the things that you don't love to do, it still takes time for you to extricate yourself from those things. And there's work that has to be done around this too. Like honestly, like letting it be this good for yourself on paper sounds amazing, but the subconscious a lot of the time, particularly because so many of us have programming that says business has to be hard, work has to be hard. That's how I make money. It's got to be hard. It's got to be a struggle. Okay. And that needs to be recoded. That has to be, you've got to work on a subconscious level on that and recode those subconscious success stories so that you can actually start to focus on doing work that's in your zone of fulfillment. Okay. But these, they're the three lessons, like, like building a business on my zone of fulfillment, like for me, you know, I just, every time I hear myself say out loud, particularly to my husband, like, I just had the best day. I could do that all day. I know I've been in my zone of fulfillment and I take note. You know, this podcast right now, this, I love doing this. This is my zone of fulfillment and I'm good at it. I can do it. I'm good at it, but I love it. And that's the real distinguishing piece of the zone of fulfillment. So that's why I've had a podcast for the last four years. Okay. 
And I've built my business on this foundation because I know that when I love doing this and I share from that place, you feel that energy and that reverberates out into the universe and attracts more of beauty, more goodness, more things for me to be grateful for. Okay. But this takes time to do that stuff. You know, there are things that I don't love doing in my business and I still have to do. And there are things that I don't love doing that I've really got to start outsourcing to. Okay. But I just, for me, I always take note. I'm like, oh, I do a group call with a program or I'm on with my one-to-one clients. And I feel my whole being just vibrate and it just buzzes. And I just feel that sense of peace and fulfillment and rightness and satisfaction. My job is to spend as much time doing that as possible, as much time doing that as possible. And to also review it, to also review it. That's another thing I will say about your zone of fulfillment. It's not rigid. There's flex in it. Okay. So, and particularly if you're a manifesting generator as well, you might find there's lots of different things that you really not just are good at and can do, but love doing. And you might want to move between those, all right? But really letting yourself build the foundation of your business. This is interesting. I had a conversation with a client um, the other day about this too. And we were talking about how it's important for her to really own the CEO identity. But what I said to her is you've got to define what the CEO means to you. And it was an interesting conversation because she talked about her definition of a CEO was really like in the operations of the business. And she's like, I don't love that stuff. Like what I really want to be doing is like working in the things that I love to do. And I'm like, well, that's like you can be a CEO of your business doing that stuff. We have to define, like we've got to define this for us for ourselves. We can't let other people tell us this is how it's got to be. Well, if you're a CEO, then it's got to be this way. I'm like, no, no, no. You get to be the CEO of your business the way that you want it to be. All right. And if that means that you are in the trenches doing your craft because you love it and you're not doing any of the operations of your business and you've outsourced all of that stuff to someone else, so be it. So be it. Okay. You get to, you have to write the story of your business yourself. You've got to do that on a conscious level. You've got to do that on a subconscious level. You've got to make sure who you are being is in alignment with that. But as I said, you get one shot at this lifetime. Do the work you love and decide on every level of your consciousness and every level of your being, become in congruence so you can give yourself the permission slip you need to follow that without all of the stories that come up around that, okay? Without the stories that come up around that. And that's the work that I do. I do this work day in, day out with women, okay? Mentoring them in these areas so that, because this, this so much of the work I do is about redefining success, redefining things like the CEO label, redefining your value, redefining all of those things. We've got to do this because otherwise we just let other people tell us, well, this is the right way. This is who you should be. This is how it's got to be. No, it doesn't. Okay. Build a business on your zone of fulfillment and make that a focus. All right. So 
my hope is you've been able to take at least one thing away from this episode. And if you have, what I would encourage you to do is don't just take this as way as information. Look at, okay, here's what I've taken from this episode. Right, what's one thing? So if you're like, all right, I need to build, like I've got a short, if you're think, looking at something, you're going, God, the problem with my business right now is I'm very reactionary. I'm very knee jerk in my business. You probably need to build for sustainability. So I would say to you, maybe you need to be doing some nervous system work right now. Okay, you need to look into your nervous system. You need to see how it is. Is it in a real triggered reactionary mode so that every time something doesn't go great, you're like (gasps) panic stations and you're trying to fix things from that angle. Well, you're not going to be able to build for sustainability. So I would encourage you to do that. If you're looking at your business right now and you're like, I'm doing so many things that I just don't love to do, but I really want to be working over here, but I can't. Then what you need to do is you need to make a list of all the work that you absolutely can do, you're really great at, and you absolutely love, love, love to love, love, love to do that lights you up. And anything that doesn't, anything else that you do that's not on that list, you need to start to slowly look at okay, can I systematize this, automate this, delegate this, or outsource this right now? And if you're not in a position, I mean, you look, you need to at least be in a position to look at some way, system to create or automate some of that stuff. Even if it's just one thing, take one action on that, one action on that. And if you're like, oh God, I keep falling into like trying to find the easy path. And I would say to you, you need to go in and do some work on your subconscious success stories around easy and hard right now. Okay. All right. And if you want any help on this whatsoever, reach out to me, support at gemmabernard.com or on Instagram, DM me at I am Gemma Bernard. Um, and we can have a little bit of a chat about the work that I do with women and I, how I can help you prioritize your fulfillment, okay, in your business. All right. So if you found this episode helpful, I would love to ask for you to do two things for me. One, share this episode. Either share this on your socials or share this with a friend or family member or just someone that you know that you know would benefit from this right now. And I'd also love to ask you if you could go ahead and rate and review on Apple Podcasts so the algorithm can do its thing and push this episode out to more people, okay? All right. They are my three lessons so far. I promise you there are going to be, there are already a lot more I'm going to tell you, but I know you'll hear more from me. But otherwise, until then, have an incredible day and I'll see you for another episode really soon. Bye.